Garoppolo under center and they are you strike the up back Mostert the deep back They'll give it to Mostert to the left going 25 20 15 10 stumbles and walks into the end zone His fourth touchdown of the day and the 49ers are up 34 to 7 third down and six Mahomes shotgun Three to the left, one to the right. It's Travis Kelsey into the right. Back to the right of Mahomes. He takes a snap to reman rush. Mahomes. Last time launching it. Down the middle of the field. Caught at the 20. Sammy Watkins 10. Walking into the end zone. And the Chiefs are going to be going to Miami. Those were the plays that got us this Super Bowl. Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of Sports with Yosef. That was me, Yosef Messinter, with the call and it is me, Yosef Messinter, with another episode of Sports with Yosef. Patrick Mahomes, he's in his first Super Bowl against a quarterback who has been to many Super Bowls but never taken a snap in Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm going to break down all the aspects of the game. Something has shocked the sports world. More on that, Lamar Jackson, he's won another MVP. More on that and much, much more coming up on Sports with Yosef. Chiefs, 49ers. One game, one championship, one winner. And both teams are in a situation where they've really got a very... I mean, and I will break down different position groups and stuff like that. Very good coaches. Generally, they've got... They they both have a very um, good offense. Defense, a little bit questionable for the Chiefs. 49ers, though, I mean, they're really in the playoffs because of their defense. And their similarities, their differences here. Let's, let's, let's start it off with the, your AFC champions, the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs, dynamic quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. This is a quarterback who can throw for throw a 70-yard pass, who can get knock off a 30-yard run, breaking four tackles like he did against the Titans in the AFC Championship. He is incredible. He is a gonna all, he's going to be a four, uh, front runner for the MVP along with Lamar Jackson for hopefully for the next decade in the NFL. This is his first Super Bowl. The nerves are going to be there. This is in general what in a, a, a Super Bowl inexperienced Chiefs team. Yet this is a Patrick Mahomes where the moment's never been too big for him. He's always found a way to come up with plays, and he will score a bunch of points in this game. And one of the reasons that he's done so well in his young NFL career, his wide receivers, he has incredible wide receivers, Tyreek Kill, Sammy Watkins, McCall Hardman, they're phenomenal. Tyreek Hill, speedster, cheetah, I don't care what you call him, he is unstoppable. You can slow him down, you cannot stop Tyreek Hill. Sammy Watkins and McCall Hardman, they complement Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes very well. This is a very fast Chiefs offense. They've got a running game, they've got some running backs, um, which they use on screens. By the way, the Chiefs are incredibly good at running the screen play. Arguably one of the best in the league, if not the best in the league, at running the screen. The way Andy Reid draws it up, I mean, that's really, really incredible how they do that. And then defensively, this is a defense that all, a lot of the talk in the AFC Championship, coming into the AFC Championship, was the Titans knocked off the Ravens. And the way they did that, and the way the Titans knocked off the Patriots, and the way the Titans made to the playoffs, it's two name, it's two words, it's one name, it's Derrick Henry. Henry has plowed through great defenses in the Patriots and the Ravens, and he has made them look like they are trying to chase Tyreek Hill in the backfield, with a wrestling, with a wrestler holding the football. 
Derrick Henry, dynamic, fast, he's got it all, he's a free agent, I will do an NFL free agency episode of Sports with Yosef, let's be honest, it'll probably be more than one, make sure you check that out, make sure you check out my blog, sportsblog.com, username yosefm613, sportsblog.com, username yosefm613, check out all my videos on Sportscaster, including Super Bowl 54 on the Macintyre Game Day Network, check that out, pregame starts at 6, as we get set to end in NFL season. Check out me out on Twitter at YosefM613 at YOSEFM613 on Twitter. Check out all the previous episodes of Sports with Yosef. The last episode, Ken McCusick, he broke down Ravens-Titans game, what went right, what went wrong. Very informative. I strongly suggest you checking that out as well as all of the other content I mentioned. And the question was in the AFC Championship, how many rushing yards would Derrick Henry have? Would he break three? Would he break two hundred? He didn't break one hundred. The Chiefs' defense stepped up. It came up with arguably the performance of the year for that Chiefs' defense, shutting down Derrick Henry, getting ahead of the Titans' team, forcing Ryan Tannehill to throw the football, and it worked. It worked big time. As De- like I said, Derrick Henry had about seventy yards rushing. And it really stopped that Titans offense. But this is an okay defense for the Chiefs. But And one of the guys back there, his name is Terrell Suggs. Baltimore fans, you know the name. You know that he's been to a Super Bowl previously. And I'm going to take you back to the team he was playing, the San Francisco 49ers. What is a trademark of both of these teams right now is dominant tight end play. George Kittle. Travis Kelsey, both top-tier tight ends. Depending on how you rank them, they're either 1-2, and 2-3, two, 1-3. Two and three, one and three. Mark Andrews is up there also, the Ravens tight end. I mean, maybe you want to put Jacob Hollister there. I don't. I really don't, actually. I don't know why I said that. But regardless, maybe Jared Cook. I, I don't know. But, I mean, they're very, very good tight ends, essentially. And they're nightmares for defenses because... What is a passing league, a league built to throw to the wide receivers, tight ends are hard to stop. They've the athleticism of a wide receiver, the size of a fullback or an offensive lineman, and it's really hard to be able to come up with a way to match up against tight ends. Especially dominant tight ends who know who are football savvy, who know how to read his zone coverage, who know how to find a soft spot in the zone, who know how to read that defense to figure out when how you how to run a pick play, how to block. George Kittle is an incredible blocker. Travis Kelsey is also. Tight ends are the are the main factor in this game. Tight ends are the decider. I don't care what you say. It comes down to which team it doesn't just come down to this, but I think the main factor will be which team uses the tight ends best, and which team stops the other tight end. Tight ends are going to be huge. And just shifting to the 49ers here. 49ers, they've got the receivers to complement George Kittle. Wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders, Sanders, by the way, on Emmanuel Sanders, he's one of the most underrated guys in the NFL. I mean, he was on the Broncos, and I loved him there. I thought he was really good. I thought, I'm not going to... Okay, I don't think he was really good. But I thought he was a very above-average receiver who found who was very football-savvy, and he's proved it in San Francisco. He's come out and balled in prime time. And when he gets the ball, he makes plays. They've also got guys like Debo Samuel. They've got the wide receivers. They've got a phenomenal running game. 
Tevin Coleman, Breda, Raheem Mostert. That is a heck of a running game. But Tevin Coleman went down to the NFC Championship. Injury status pending. Right now, from my understanding, he will play in the Super Bowl. Don't take my word on it. If you're placing bets, you're going to have much more updated information by the time this episode comes out. But I think he's going to play. But I'm going to take you back to last year's Super Bowl. Super Bowl 53. The Boring Bowl. Patriots, Rams. If you don't like defense, you shouldn't have watched it. And it wasn't, I didn't even love the defense in it, I'll be honest. I did not, I didn't feel it was great defense. It's, you know what? You've listened to the episodes, right? You've listened to those episodes of Sports with Yosef. So you would know that. But one of the key factors in that game was star running back Todd Gurley was injured. Gurley was injured. He was in and out throughout the game. He wasn't himself. And the Rams lost. And the 49ers have to be very careful. They have to be so careful that they're in a very similar situation as the Rams last year. Star running back down. What you going to do? Todd Gurley had a capable backup last year in C.J. Anderson. He didn't come through. Raheem Mostert balled out against the Packers in the NFC Championship without Tevin Coleman for a lot of the game. I mean, he, he, was, he had a phenomenal game. Yet, you're without your star running back. You're without some of the chemistry your quarterback and your running back have. I mean, we saw this in the Pro Bowl, and I'll talk about the Pro Bowl later, where, I don't know, Lamar Jackson and Derrick Henry, they they didn't know which side to... Uh, Derrick Henry wasn't going to the right side of Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson was spinning left. Henry was going right. A whole lot of miscommunication. It won't be that bad. I can guarantee that. But I also know it won't be as good as with Tevin Coleman. I know that it's going to be a 49ers team that's going to have to be figuring out ways to pick up slack. And I also know a 49ers team... That is built on the run. If you watch the NFC Championship, if you watched the Millie NFC Divisional Round and 49ers there, you saw the 49ers run the football. You would not have seen Jimmy Garoppolo throw the football. Garoppolo threw, I want to say, eight times against the Packers in the NFC Championship. This is a 49ers team that's built on the run. When I was doing my preseason predictions, and I was going through it, and I was talking about the 49ers. Here's here's when, one of the things I was saying. How good is Jimmy Garoppolo? I questioned his ability to play quarterback. I questioned the fact that he would be a quarterback who would be able to lead his team, the 49ers, really, and have them do really well. One of the reasons I questioned that, he threw five interceptions in a row in training camp. And it wasn't impressive. And I wasn't impressed with Garoppolo. But what Kyle Shanahan has done, he's not made it about Garoppolo. He's made it about the running backs. He's made it about George Kittle. And it is working for that 49ers team. And Garoppolo also has some Super Bowl experience. Remember, he was the backup to a guy in New England. His name was Tom Brady. Remember him? Remember seeing him in the Super Bowl the last, like, six years? How many years has it been, actually? He was in 49, from 49 to 53. Last four years, he's been in the Super Bowl for the AFC. And I saw this interesting stat. I, would, I believe since 2003, only four quarterbacks from the AFC have gone to the Super Bowl. Their names? Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, Joe Flacco. That's it. And 
that's what and Garoppolo a former Patriots quarterback the Brady's backup he's in the Super Bowl we don't have Brady we have his backup what's gonna happen with Garoppolo this is a 49ers team that's come out saying yeah the Super Bowl it's overhyped I mean they've got Richard Sherman on defense also he's been to Super Bowls I mean he played the Patriots in Super Bowl 49 he won Super Bowl 48 beating Peyton Manning and this is a 49ers team that's got Super Bowl experience that they're going to be dealing with Tevin Coleman. We'll see how Tevin Coleman injury is. Garoppolo might, might have to throw the football. Big surprise here. But he's also on the other side of the football. Got a phenomenal defense to rely upon. This is a 49ers defense that's built on pass rush. They spent like three or four first round picks on pass rush. And this is a team that with their pass rush can get to the quarterback like almost every play. Nick Bosa, phenomenal year there. I mean, I could talk on and on and on about that 49ers front four. It's phenomenal. And I will save your time and my breath and the fact that I haven't prepared to talk about it for on and on and on. But this is also a really good 49ers secondary led by Richard Sherman. They've got great linebackers, very, very athletic linebackers. Linebackers, last year for the Rams in the Super Bowl, you had a Rams linebackers who had a little bit of weak eye situation. That's not the case here with Fred Warner and this 49ers linebackers corpse. This is a 49ers defense that sometimes will blitz. Sometimes won't blitz. They don't need to blitz to get pass rush pressure. But sometimes they blitz anyway and get more pass rush pressure. When they blitz, it gets scary back there for quarterback. And Patrick Mahomes is athletic. And it'll be interesting to see if the 49ers just send four, drop seven, but they're still getting to Mahomes. They're still forcing him out of the pocket. How will Mahomes deal with that? Mahomes, he's had mechanical inconsistencies before where he might throw a cross-body pass and against the 49ers defense. That could lead to an interception. We'll see how that goes, but Salah and what he has done with that 49ers defense has really been incredible and definitely a little bit astounding that no team's tried to sign him. Um, as a head coach, I mean, I mean, they try. I mean, they interviewed him, but they didn't, and that was astounding to me. I, I mean, it just shows you what how much offense is valued in the NFL in the current state it is in today. So, the million dollar question, quite literally, who are you guys betting on? Who's gonna win the Super Bowl? I've just listed a bunch of different strengths. I, I think we've talked a little bit about game planning. I definitely did not go as much in depth as I did last year's Super Bowl preview episode, and I'm sorry for that. Um, I've been, it's been a very, very hectic hectic for me recently, and I did not have time to go as in-depth as I would have liked. But who's going to win? Push comes to shove, one winner. One team's on the podium. Happens to be the confetti's probably going to be the same color anyway, because you can just do red. But... What's going to happen? Who's going to win? I've said it a bunch of times. Well, what's the answer? When you take a look at this Super Bowl, you've got two great offenses. You have one shutdown defense. You have one okay defense. You have a, I think the Chiefs special teams is better than the 49ers special teams. I didn't really talk about special teams, but the Chiefs special teams is better. I trust Harrison Bucker to make uh, to kick more than I trust Robbie Gold. Albeit Robbie Gold had an incredible season last year, not as much this year. Uh, I think the Chiefs' return game is much better than the 49ers. I think the Chiefs, anyway, have a very, very good return game. Underratedly, how good that return game is. McCall Hardman back there. Uh, I mean, every now and then we'll see Tyreek. And what do you do? I mean, 
let's take you back to let me take you back to what I would consider a bit of a similar situation. Super Bowl Forty Eight. You got a arguably one of the most high-powered offenses the league has ever seen in Pey- with Peyton Manning in that Broncos offense. You got a a 49ers Legion of Boom, de- uh, excuse me, Seahawks Legion of Boom defense, and Russell Wilson on the other side of the football. What do we see? Defense beat great defense beat great offense. Last year's Super Bowl, Patriots Rams, high-powered Rams offense, great Patriots defense. What happened? Defense beat offense. That is the trend, and I, I'm kind of curious about this because when you talk about at, uh, like st- like NFL sayings and football sayings, great defenses travel, a good running game travels, a good special team game is travel, and I've always been curious, does that mean a good passing game doesn't travel? Why not? I've always wanted to ask a coach that, who, like we said that. But regardless, both of these teams are traveling. Defense wins championships. Defense will win this championship. I think the 49ers have the better defense. In fact, I know they have the better defense. I think these are comparable offenses. And I think the 49ers win win Super Bowl 54. Here's how the Chiefs win. They do to the 49ers what they did to the Titans. Jump out to an early lead. Don't let the 49ers run the football. Force Jimmy Garoppolo to throw the football. That's That's how the Chiefs win. That's probably the only way the Chiefs win. I'm taking 49ers. Defense beats offense. And I'm going to bring you back to Super Bowl 50. Cam Newton, Von Miller. Who won? Great defenses beat great offenses. It's an offensive revolution in the NFL. And yet, defense wins championship. Skill showdown in Florida. Lamar Jackson, unimpressive. And precision passing. I mean, he had less than Jarvis Landry throw, throwing the ball. I mean, he was really not great there. Lamar Jackson wasn't that great in the skills showdown period. But then comes the Pro Bowl on Sunday. And shocking, horrifying news came in. And I can't write, decide which order to put these in. So let, let's just finish the Pro Bowl first. Lamar Jackson won the won the MVP um, in the pro offensive MVP in the Pro Bowl and I expect him to go on and win the MVP in the NFL that'll be announced right before the Super Bowl but Lamar Jackson it was two touchdowns one interception Mark Andrews had a big game um, Ravens didn't really do that many trick I mean it wasn't really trick plays at all uh, John Harbaugh coaching the AFC AFC went on to win uh, actually the NFL tried out new onside kick alternative. It's like a fourth down and fifteen. It's a fourth down and fifteen. Like you start at your own twenty, you have to get to the thirty-five. If you do that, you pick up the first down. And if you get it, you can stay with the ball. And the Ravens intercepted a Kirk Cousins deep pass. Earl Thomas with the interception ran it back, lateraled it to Marlon Humphrey, who lateraled it to another Ravens defensive player there who I'm forgetting, who lateraled it to Matthew Judon before they whistled it dead. And we'll see if they can stay with that 4th and 15 option as an alternative for an onside kick. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. But, I mean, the Ravens were just all over the Pro Bowl. 13 players playing, tying an all-time NFL record. And they showed up. I mean, the AFC went on to win. But... 
to the other news. Shocking, horrifying, if you've not heard this news before, get some tissues ready. If you've not heard this news before, how big a bubble are you in? And thanks for letting my podcast in your bubble. Kobe Bryant died in a helicopter crash with his daughter and seven other people. And tragic, horrifying, unexpected news shook the sports world, shook even the non-sports world. This had a profound impact and it's sad. And But why is this so sad? Why is Kobe Bryant's death so much more sad than just a father and daughter and seven other people dying? Why is it so much more? And obviously Kobe Bryant, what he did on the court, played a factor in that because... For, I mean, first off, he's famous, and that played, I mean, much more big news there. He was younger. I mean, he was, what, 41, I believe? And Kobe Bryant was a larger-than-life persona. His personality looked like, it felt like he was never going to die. He was never going to end. He was always going to be with that Lakers organization. We're never going to hear his Hall of Fame speech now, and... He was, he's really just looked up to by so many players, by so many people around the world in all kinds of sports, and all kinds of tribute came in, and it hurt the sports world. It's a sports world that some people aren't yet over it, but you take a look at this, at his death, and... It's very sad. It's very tragic. But at a certain point, any death is sad. And just because he's famous, shouldn't just steal the storylines. And I understand why there are the storylines here. That's, I mean, if I was hosting a sports talk show, I would be talking about Kobe Bryant a lot. Hey, I'm talking about Kobe Bryant right now on my sports podcast. But keep it, I would just say keep it in perspective. Don't let it be, don't let it define what this last week, what this last three, four weeks have been about. Because while it's sad, it's horrifying, it's a death. It's sad, and but it's just a death. And not, I don't mean just a death. I mean, it's not Kobe Bryant dying. It's a father and daughter dying, which is sad. This isn't, it shouldn't just be about Kobe Bryant which I think people are making out to be way too much from just from the talk I've heard and I'm not even sure why I was talking why I'm talking about this so much definitely not in the plan regardless well and in the pro bowl there was a whole bunch of tributes to Kobe Bryant um with the celebrations and stuff like that so I mean his shooting style it was mimicked it was honored and fans miss him it's obvious they wish he was there and yet, they're gonna have to live without him, and it'll be interesting to see what the what they'll do for him for the Super Bowl. I've got to imagine there will be some some sort of memory of some sort for Kobe, a future Hall of Famer, an NBA great player who died well before people were expecting him to do so. Will I be right about Super Bowl Fifty Four? 
We'll find out. But thanks for listening to this edition of Sports with Yosef. If I said the 49ers are going to win the Super Bowl, we'll find if that's correct. I'm Yosef Missin. I'll see you next time.